Ancient Eastern cultures throughout time understood the sacred science and the power of the individual energy centers of the body. Of course, they had different names for them that were related to the contemporary language of that specific time. For example, I'm sure you've heard the word chakra, but I question how many people truly comprehend what that word actually means. Fast forward to today, and there are many misinterpretations and misunderstandings of that simple word, as well as many others, which both weaken the meaning of it and reduce our ability to interact with these mystical centers. In this episode, I'd like to take you on a journey into the mystery of your body and offer you a fresh new understanding of the different energy centers to show you how you can create coherence in them, just like you learned to create coherence with your brain and with your heart. In the previous episode, we talked about heart and brain coherence and all of its wonderful benefits. Now, Let's build on that understanding further so you can learn how to reprogram your autonomic nervous system along with these individual energy centers, otherwise known as chakras, to create homeostasis and balance and restore health back into your body. Let's start with a brief review of the anatomy and physiology of your brain and body. Each one of these individual energy centers of the body have their own frequency, they carry their own message or their own intent because all frequency carries information, they have their own individual consciousness, they have their own glands, their own hormones, and their own chemistry, as well as their own individual little brains. Now, the sexual glands or the sexual organs are related to the first center. The digestive glands, the second center. The adrenal glands, the third center. The heart and the thymus, the fourth center. The thyroid and the parathyroid glands, the fifth center. The pineal gland, the sixth center. And the pituitary gland, the seventh center. In addition to having their own hormones and glands and chemistry, they have their own individual little brains inferior mesenteric plexus, superior mesenteric plexus, solar plexus, or what we call celiac plexus, heart plexus, thyroid plexus, pineal gland, and pituitary gland. And each one of these individual plexuses of nerves is a cluster of neurons that would be like an individual brain. And whenever energy is moving into neurological tissue, we begin to create mind. So think about this. When energy moves into your first center, a certain set of glands, hormones, and chemicals are released, and it begins to produce its own energy. And when energy is activating that neurological tissue, that center has its own individual mind. By the same means, when you're reacting to someone or something in your life, or you have to use your will to overcome certain circumstances in your life, you activate and put energy in your third center, you begin to secrete certain hormones and chemicals, as well as different glands becoming activated. And this center then has energy in it, and when the neurological tissue becomes activated, this center has a mind of its own. By the same means, when energy moves into your heart, you tend to be more loving, more selfless, more giving, more caring, more trusting, more creative, because it has its own consciousness. And when energy moves into the center, we behave in different ways. 
What most people don't know is that all of these energy centers of your body are under the control of the autonomic nervous system. Now remember, autonomic means automatic. In other words, the autonomic nervous system is part of the brain called the limbic brain. And its job then is to automatically take care of balance and equilibrium in the body. It controls blood sugar levels, hormone levels, it controls body temperature. And all of that takes place beyond the conscious mind. I want to review something very simple. We have a tremendous amount of energy that exists in our first center. Think about this. There's enough energy in the first center of a human being or many mammals to create life. Most people have been programmed into believing that energy can go in one direction, that we release that energy out. But now let's take a journey up the spine all the way to the brain. When energy is activated in the first center, that's creative energy. And when that energy can move into the second center, if we feel safe in our environment, and there's food, and there's shelter, and there's protection, and there's family, and we have networks, energy naturally moves into the second center. And this center is about consumption, elimination, metabolism, breaking down of food, homeostasis, and balance. Now, when the environment becomes unsafe, and we perceive a threat or a danger, some challenging situation, energy moves into the third center. And now we need our will and we need some power to become empowered to overcome the conditions in our environment. If we're successful in overcoming those conditions, energy naturally moves into the fourth center. And we love our life a little bit more. We love ourselves a little bit more. We feel more whole. We feel more complete. We feel more present. And of course, we have to then express our greatest understanding. We have to express our greatest expression of love or truth. And energy moves into this center. If we can articulate and explain that greatest understanding, energy will move into the sixth center and latent systems of the brain will begin to become activated and we will begin to broaden our spectrum of reality. In other words, we'll begin to see more the way the reality really is. Some veil or some conditioning will be released. And if energy makes it to the sixth center, it'll move into the seventh center and it will begin to create harmony and balance in all of these individual centers. And then there's another center right above the head. The Egyptians called it the Ka, and we'll call that the eighth center. And when energy moves all the way up to the top of the brain, if we feel worthy enough to receive, now all of a sudden now we open this eighth center, and opening that eighth center allows the door for us to begin to download information from the field or from the cosmos. So it makes sense then that when people have traumatic events in their life, think about early childhood abuse or trauma or shock. It makes sense how energy can get stuck in each one of these energy centers and it never actually continues on in making its way back to the brain. As you've learned in the last episode, we have what's called a convergent focus. That's when we focus on matter, something material. And we have what's called a divergent focus, or a broad focus, or an open focus. And that's when we put our attention or our awareness on energy or nothing but frequency. Most people spend the majority of their time narrowing their focus on matter. But according to the quantum model of reality, reality is both particle and wave, matter and energy. And so in the introduction 
In many of the meditations in the work we do, I train people to do meditations, what we call a body parts meditation. And I ask people to rest their attention on different parts of their body and then become aware of the space around their body. And it was tedious in the beginning because I asked them to rest their attention on their nose and then become aware of the space that their nose is in in space. And then their eyeballs or the space between their ears and then the space around their head. And all of that training was preparation for this meditation called the Blessing of the Energy Centers Meditation. And it was a practice to begin to master a convergent and a divergent focus. By the same means, when you become aware of the space around your body, the act of doing that begins to slow your brain waves down from beta brainwave patterns into alpha and theta brainwave patterns. Now, what's the relevance behind that? Well, if you're in beta brainwave patterns, you're separate from the operating system where you can begin to make measurable changes. In other words, when you're in beta brainwave patterns, you're in your conscious thinking neocortex and you're separate from the autonomic nervous system. So as you begin to open your awareness and relax, you begin to slow your brain waves down and that is training for this meditation. As you learned when we're under the gun of the fight or flight nervous system and the brain and body are knocked out of homeostasis because of stress, the different compartments of the brain begin to fire incoherently and send a very incoherent message down the spinal cord to each individual little brains that are under the control of the autonomic nervous system. And all of a sudden, these individual brains begin to fire incoherently. And they begin to send an incoherent message to the associated organs and tissues in different parts of the body. Now think about this. When this brain becomes incoherent, we practice opening our focus or opening our awareness, and the act of doing that starts to create more order in the brain. So what if you were to rest your attention in each one of these energy centers, and where you place your attention is where you place your energy. The more you keep your attention on it, the more you're giving it your life force or energy. And as you rest your attention in each one of these centers, and you can become aware of the space around these centers, like individual beach balls of energy, and you move from your first center to your second center, behind your navel and slightly below it, and that was your target, and you tuned in to its energy, and then your third center, in the pit of your gut, resting your attention in that center and becoming aware of the space around it, as you learned in your heart and the space around your heart, in your throat, anchoring your attention in your throat and becoming aware of the space around it, connecting to your pineal gland, sensing the space it occupies in space and tuning into its energy and its frequency, resting your attention in the center of your head where your pituitary gland is and becoming aware of the space around your head. Just like creating coherence in your brain, you would begin to create coherence in each one of these individual energy centers. And when these individual brains become more coherent, they begin to send a very coherent message to all the cells and tissues and organs of the body. So we can understand then that so many people heal themselves of so many different health conditions because they understood what they were doing and why. It has taken some time for people 
to practice both convergent and divergent focus. It takes some time for people to learn how to regulate and slow their brain waves down so they can begin to reprogram their autonomic nervous system. So all of the training that we've done up until this point is to begin to practice creating coherence in each one of these individual energy centers. And as I said, we've seen people heal from rectal cancer, prostate cancer, and large prostate impotence. We've seen them heal from uterine fibroids, uterine tumors, ovarian cysts, diverticulitis, indigestion, acid reflux, high liver enzymes, heart palpitations, arrhythmias, heart disease, thyroid conditions, thyroid tumors, brain tumors, depression, anxiety all different health conditions once we learn how to create coherence in each one of these individual energy centers. Now the beauty behind it is that you don't have to spend a whole lot of time doing it once you know how to do it. And we begin to ascend our energy and we begin to create balance in each individual energy center. Let's talk about the word called ligand or ligar, meaning to bond. There are three types of ligands that you have in your brain and body. The first type is called neurotransmitters. And neurotransmitters communicate chemically between neurons. They are chemical messengers that send different messages in the nervous system. The second type of ligand is called neuropeptides. And neuropeptides are chemical messengers that begin to signal hormonal centers. So then once a neuropeptide is released from the limbic brain, has a very specific target, and that target goes to the individual hormonal centers, the ligand then begins to activate the hormonal system, and we begin to release certain chemicals. So then if a person is thinking certain thoughts, like they're suffering, or they're in pain, or they feel guilty, they'll begin to activate different neurological networks in their brain that are connected to different experiences of the past. The moment they begin to turn on enough neurological networks, all of a sudden neuropeptides are created, and now we begin to signal different hormonal centers for us to begin to feel exactly the way we were just thinking. So now that neuropeptide makes its way to the second energy center in the body, and the person starts to feel bad, or the person starts to feel guilty, or the person starts to suffer, or the person starts to feel unworthy. Now they're feeling exactly the way they were just thinking. And the moment you start to feel those feelings, of course, the brain checks in with the body and generates more corresponding thoughts equal to the way you were feeling. So now over time then, we keep taking energy and storing it in these lower energy centers of the body. And now the job is to begin to create balance and equilibrium in each one of these energy centers. So, take a look at the first three energy centers of the body. The first three energy centers of the body are energy consumers. In other words, when you begin to feel certain emotions that are related to the first three energy centers, we're drawing from the field and we're using energy to make chemistry. When we start getting to our fourth energy center, this center and above begins to release energy or cause energy to move out. So then, 
When we bless the energy centers of the body, when we rest our attention in each one of these energy centers, and you tune in to its frequency or energy, I want you to rest your attention in these centers, and I don't want you to feel them with your head. I want you to feel them with each one of those energy centers. For example, if I asked you to rest your attention in your fifth center, and I asked you to tune into its frequency, I would want your mind to be in your throat and tune into the energy of that center. When you tune into those energy centers and I ask you to tune in and receive, you're gonna be drawing from that field and creating coherence in each one of those individual brains. Coherence is order, it's health. Incoherence is disease or a lack of balance. And if you can put a coherent signature over an incoherent energy, coherence will begin to entrain incoherence. And when that happens properly, all of a sudden now, when there's total coherence, we would call that a healing. So then the formula for doing this is putting your attention in your first center, becoming aware of the space around it, tuning into its energy and receiving, then moving your attention to your second center, finding it, feeling it, paying attention to it, staying present with it, and tuning into its energy and its frequency. And the longer you're conscious of this energy, the more you're drawing from that field and creating coherence in that center. Then you put your attention in your third center, in the pit of your gut, and tune into its energy, and tune and receive its frequency, and so on to the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, and finally to the eighth. And when we get to the eighth, all I want you to do is become aware that you're up in this space up here. Tune in to its energy, and the emotion that I want you to feel is gratitude when you do it. Because gratitude represents receiving. And all I want you to do is feel worthy to receive. And then you'll go to this invisible field around your body, that field called the true self, tuning in to your own energy. Now let's back up here with a little bit of physics. When atoms come together and they bond, they begin to exchange energy. And when you exchange energy, you exchange information. Now you can't see that individual field. You can't see the field around the atoms, but it's that energy that's holding the atoms together. Once those atoms form a molecule, they begin to behave differently. They have a different boiling point. They have a different specific gravity. They have a different weight. All of a sudden, the atoms coming together to form a molecule take on different characteristics. And if you keep adding more and more atoms, you'll begin to form a chemical. And there's an invisible field of energy and information that's holding that chemical together. If you take enough chemicals and you assemble them into order, you can create a cell. And now the cell has its own individual energy, its own light and information that's literally instructing the cell. And in the latest research in information biology says that it's not charged molecules if randomly instructing the cell, but it's the cell's light and energy that's allowing the cell to have its instructions. The more coherent that light is, the better the cell functions. Now, if you put a group of cells together, you'll begin to form a tissue. 
and each individual tissue of your body, the community of cells, will begin to emit its own light and information. And the more coherent the cumulative light and information from that tissue, it makes sense then the higher functioning that tissue is. You take that tissue and you twist it over and you form an organ. Now the organ has its own individual field of light and information. And we could say that in that field of light and information, it's instructing the organ because that energy has information. So we know this to be the case because when there's been heart transplants or organ transplants, in a matter of days, the person with the new heart begins to crave the very food that the donor craved when he or she was alive, which means then there's an awareness of that organ and now it's being integrated into that person's field. And because there's a memory in the field, it begins to change the person's expression in their body and you put organs together, you form what's called the system. And you can have your musculoskeletal system, you could have your cardiovascular system, you could have your lymphatic system, your reproductive system. And each individual system of the body has its own individual energy, frequency, and information. Now take all the systems of the body and put them together, and now the body has an invisible field of light and information surrounding it. And that field of light and information surrounding the body is the true self, that we are not matter. We are energy using matter for the expression of life. So then the more you react to people and conditions in your life, the more you're consuming energy, whether you're overeating, whether you're overstressed, whether you're oversexual, we're going to be drawing from this field and over time, we're gonna diminish our own light field. So as we climb up this ladder all the way to the top and we begin to put our attention on the field around the body, what you put your attention on expands. So then we finish the blessing of the Energy Center's meditation by becoming aware of that light field around your body and tuning in to your own energy. And the more orderly and coherent that field around your body, the more orderly the patterns of information, the more your body can draw from life force. And in a sense, we're giving the body its life again. We are causing the body to become more energy. Now, the more matter we are, according to the second law of thermodynamics, the more matter turns into disorder. It's called entropy. In other words, the more you feel like matter and the less you feel like energy, the more you're subject to the second law of thermodynamics, which says things move towards disorder if they're material. If you're experiencing separation because of the hormones of stress, it makes sense from an energetic standpoint how the body can begin to break down. Now, if you're creating coherent energy around your body, then you will experience what's called syntropy. And syntropy is the reverse of entropy. It means now energy is organizing matter. And the more syntropic our energy, the less likely we are going to fall to victim of entropy or three-dimensional decay over time. In our workshops, we have done extensive measurements with an instrument called the BioWell. And the BioWell was created by a man named Konstantin Karatkov. Think of the BioWell as a sophisticated Kirlian photography machine. 
Now, what it's measuring is the excitation of photons. When energy is enhanced in the body, there's a release of light. And so we're looking at the body's ability to release or organize light. And at the same time, we're measuring the energy centers of a body. What we're looking for is the relationship of how these energy centers line up with each other, as well as the size of the energy centers to determine if different systems are working cooperatively with one another. So take a look at this blessing of the energy centers meditation. The pre-measurement before the meditation, you could see the person has some balance in certain energy centers and an imbalance in others. Take a look at the end of three days, the change in both the alignment as well as the size of the energy centers. Now take a look at this one. There's a dramatic imbalance in the fifth energy center, the sixth energy center, the second energy center, the seventh energy center. And now take a look at just three days of meditation. Not only is there more of an alignment, but there's also more energy in each center. Now, that doesn't look too bad. The person's not too out of balance, but take a look what happens after three days. Now, that's a healthy, balanced, autonomic nervous system. Now, this is before. Take a look at after, just a few days later. But take a look at the person's energy field around their body. You could see in the before example, there are certain areas where there's a weakness in the field. Three days later, there's a dramatic change in the amount of light and information this person is emitting. They have more energy as a result of the meditation. Now, this is before. You can see some issues with the seventh center. You can see some with the fifth center, the second and third. And look at the change in size as well as the change in alignment. This is before, a very imbalanced fourth, third, and second center. Now take a look at just three days of blessing the energy centers. This is the energy field before. Take a look at the dramatic change in the energy around this person's body. They are emitting more light or information, or better yet, they're more connected to the field. Now this is before, this is after. Again, take a look at the energy around this person's body. You could see just in three days, this person has a beautiful, coherent field around her body. There's energy to heal. There's energy for growth and repair. This person has a lot of life force. So I said to Dr. Karadkov when he came to one of our events to study our work, I said, how long does it typically take to see a dramatic change in the field like we're witnessing here? I said, many times it takes six to eight weeks. The person has to fast, eat very little food, has to sleep a lot, has to take care of themselves and do yoga. And over time, they begin to build their field. And now we're seeing that this can happen in a shorter amount of time because it's the mind that's literally influencing the body. And the only way we can do that is to change our brain waves and focus our attention on each one of these centers and the field around the body. To demystify this chakra system or the energy centers, that there's a material component to them and an immaterial component to them, and they are very real. And as people begin to get better and better at reprogramming them, they begin to notice significant changes in their health as well as their life. 
Now that you have a better understanding about the different energy centers of your body and how to reprogram your autonomic nervous system, it is my hope that you'll use this information to create more harmony and balance in your body so that you prove to yourself how powerful you truly are, that you need less influence from something outside of you to be healthy, and that you understand that you have the ability to change your inner state by thought alone. In fact, this whole series has been created to inspire you to apply this information to your life. And who gets to reap the benefits of your efforts? You do. Then your family and friends, then the people you work with, then finally the community in which you live. Over the course of this series, we've learned how you can harness the innate power of your mind to create a new future. We explored aspects of the brain, quantum physics, the mind-body connection, as well as the placebo effect. We discussed the difficulty of change and the difference between living in survival and living in creation. You learned how to activate latent systems in your brain in order to induce a mystical experience. We started to demystify the power of meditation and how this daily practice can help you achieve all the richness that this life has to offer you. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Dispenza for Rewired, and thank you for joining me on this journey. And remember, all of us have the potential to become supernatural with a little understanding of how extraordinary we truly are.